and welcome to the Enchanted Podcast, the show bringing you all the latest Disney news. I'm your host, Lauren Arnold. And I'm your co-host, Hallie Garrett. And today, we're going to be talking about Pandora, the world of Avatar, located in Disney's Animal Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. Pandora is a 12-acre land based on James Cameron's Avatar that opened in Animal Kingdom on May 27, 2017. Through the landscape, atmosphere, and sounds, guests are completely transported to Pandora. Pandora provides ecotourists the opportunity to join Alpha Centauri Expeditions, or ACE, for the transformation experience of a lifetime through interactions with a bioluminescent forest and winged mountain banshees. Upon entering the land, guests are guided through the Valley of Moara, featuring floating mountains, glowing fauna and flora, a native drum circle, and more. So we are going to kind of break up this land into sections with rides, shopping, dining, and all of the things that you can experience at Pandora. So let's get started. So we're going to start with Avatar Flight of Passage, which is the uh, coveted attraction of Pandora. Everyone wants to get on it. Yes. This is a Fast Pass Plus attraction, so I recommend if you are planning your Disney trip and you can get Fast Passes 30 days out, get them on that 30-day out mark. If you are lucky and you get the 60-day advantage, the minute those 60 days start, you want to get your Fast Passes because they run out fast. Flight of Passage allows you to fly on the back of a banshee during an exhilarating 3D ride over the vast moon. However, Hallie and I have both discussed that we feel like it's more of a 4D attraction because there are 4D elements. You get some air, you get some water, yeah. you get some sense. Like. <laughs> yeah, you get a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and sense as in like smells, but also sense as in uh, different feelings also mm-hmm. during this attraction, which is pretty cool. First, uh, let's talk about the ride vehicle itself. Um, this is not your typical ride vehicle. Flight of Passage is often referred to as Soren 2.0 or what was it you said? Soren on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely way more intense than Soren is. There are notices about motion sickness, but it depends on the person. So it just depends like how much intensity yeah. you can handle. For example, my mom can't do Star Tours. She hates it. It's a simulator. This is also, in a way, a simulator, but she never gets sick on, on this one. So, again, it depends on who you are. You're going to know it better than anyone yeah. else. So. <laughs> so, the ride vehicle here, if you are kind of comparing Soren, Soren is like a hang glider. You're sitting down in a seated position. However, Flight of Passage, you get on the ride vehicle kind of like a motorcycle so that you're sitting with something between your legs and it doesn't feel very comfortable at first. At least it didn't for me. Really? Yeah. It was kind of freaky. I'm like, ooh, I don't think I'm supposed to be sitting like this on a (laughs) thing that's going to end up moving. But once the ride starts, you don't even pay attention to it. But um, Yeah, so a big difference is the link chairs, and they have the guests lean forward in it, which makes it feel more active as compared to Soren, where you're kind of sitting back and just relaxing, looking. In this one, you're a part of everything. Yes. You can't even see the edge of the screen unless you try, unless you actually lean over and turn to the side to try and see the edge of the screen. Otherwise, you are completely immersed in the experience. When I I rode the ride, I did try to um, see all the little secrets. So I was kind of like poking my head around to see people above me and the screen that was on the side. So I was looking for all the little things. But Mm -hmm. um, if you are just a guest riding the attraction, you will not see anything. I mean, Um, the first time I rode it, 
I was like, whoa, how did they do that? But after a few more times looking around, looking up, looking to the side, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very tricky. Walt Disney Imagineering. <laughs> yeah. And you also do wear 3D glasses on this attraction, which I was also a little scared to do. I'm always but... scared they're going to fall off my face because, I don't know, they're made for any head shape, I guess. So they're a little large, at least for me. And I'm always so scared they're going to fall off. <laughs> yeah. For <laughs> me, lose them. for me, it was good because I wear glasses. So they fit right over oh, my glasses perfectly. Perfect. <laughs> so if you do wear glasses and you're kind of scared that they're going to give you those Toy Story Midway Mania, like real cramped 3D glasses. Oh, yeah. These are the complete opposite. They're very large. So. They do want to cover your entire face so you're not looking at from the corner down and seeing that it's 3D. Yeah. So it works. And also with the ride vehicle, I want to mention safety because this is an attraction that if you are not seated in the proper form, you will get thrown back and forth. Disney is aware of this, so they take the time to check every guest that boards the attraction. There are a few pieces of padding on your ride vehicle where each part of your body needs to be touching those padded sections yeah. of the vehicle. Uh, this is just for safety purposes. So there is a pretty large chest pad that goes around the area where your chest is. So when you get on the vehicle, you need to be kind of scooted up as far to the front as possible so that your chest is fully in contact with the padding. And there are also some padding for your legs. So there's a shin pad and a knee pad that I also recommend you need. Everything needs to be touching those pads and it's just for safety purposes. And Disney does not begin the attraction until everyone has been checked. Every single person riding this attraction must be checked by a cast member. Yes. So just to give kind of an example, it's kind of weird when you board because once you're sitting down, you realize that the handlebars that you can hold on to are in front of you, but you do have to lean over in order to reach them. Mm -hmm. So there was a little girl sitting next to me and she was sitting by her parents. She must have been about like six years old. She didn't want to be completely up against the chest padding because she didn't want to be so close and cast member came over and said she's got to be completely in contact otherwise the attraction will throw her back and forth and you could get a, con a concussion that way which is the reason they also have the back and leg restraints which some people complain about because when they first go down they obviously like can't sense you they stop when they feel you right but at first they're gonna kind of like hit you and you're like oh but they're soft it's fine. And I think they use this to their advantage to make the experience even more immersive because since you're so close, like your entire body is pretty much touching this ride vehicle, they have on the inside of the chair, they're called air bladders and they inflate and deflate throughout certain points in the ride, which just heightens the impression that you're actually on a living, breathing banshee. Yeah, so like, pretty cool. It's for safety, but also it's for the experience. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't notice it uh, when I I've only rode the attraction once, but I did not notice the banshee like breathing because I was so focused on like the feel of the ride and how much was happening. I so next you... time I go, I'm definitely gonna pay more attention. But yeah, I think you can really mainly tell when you're in the dark haze and all the bioluminescence is coming because that's yeah. the real calm part, and you can feel that. I think the sensations in that part are the most intense not like 
intense, I would say, but the most noticeable because then you get back up, you start flying, and the motions just feel very realistic. Yes. So just some more info about this attraction as for boarding before we get into all the other details. Kids must be 44 inches or taller to ride this attraction. It is a thrill ride, and it is labeled as having big drops. Now, these drops, however, are not drops that i don't know how i put this it's not like a like a drop like a tower of terror or like going down pirates of the caribbean but it is a drop that simulates you dropping way farther than you really are because this is like a simulator in a sense where you're watching something something that's happening on the screen and your vehicle is mimicking those motions i will say the very first thing you do when you enter you sit there for a second but then you do drop vertically yes for a little bit but it will feel like more again just because of the simulator the screen moving it's gonna make it feel more intense but the range of motion is huge the vertical motions like set it apart from other vehicles like this and then uh the linked seats actually move individually so each seat moves by itself it's not like soaring where everyone's Right. On the there is a little line. bit of a uh, little bit of separation, which is why it's important for everyone's feet to be on the ground in the proper spot, because these vehicles actually kind of detach from the floor that you boarded from. They do. So, yeah. um, if you look behind you at one point, yeah, you're like, Wait, it's kind of hard to. <laughs> it's kind of hard to look behind you, but if you do look up a ride through on YouTube, you can see that people have filmed from the backpack carriers that are behind you. And you can see that the area you're sitting on completely detaches from the floor. So it is important. That safety aspect is very important on this ride. But like I said, everyone's seats are checked before you board the attraction. So it does take a good five minutes until they actually can start the ride because it's a big stadium. This is a three-level stadium, kind of like how Soren is, where there's different levels. Mm-hmm. So there's three levels that cast members need to go to to check every single guest to make sure everyone's locked in and safely secured before your flight over Pandora. And let's talk about the 4D sensations in this ride. Uh, we've got lots of smells, some water. I had a nice shower on this ride. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because of where I was sitting. I was sitting all the way at the end. It depends. I have heard at the end you will feel a lot more of it because that's where they're coming from. Yeah. Obviously, it's not coming from the center of the screen. So I've heard different things where, oh, it was way too much water <laughs> or the hair was in my face the entire time. And then other people are like, no, there wasn't enough water. <laughs> yeah, I I got a good dose of it. It uh, <laughs> it came in when you're, you're flying over the water and then you kind of go through this wave and... Uh, they, they spray the water in, and then I was like, wow, my face is really wet. And then I realized it's my whole entire face and my neck. And I, I kind of, like, licked my lips because there was just, like, water, like, coming off. Oh and God. I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm drenched. <laughs> I had oh a nice no. good shower <laughs> on Flight of Passage. Flight um, of Passage or Splash Mountain, you choose. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about the uh, touch sensations with the breathing Mm -hmm. where the banshee is breathing and there's some pretty interesting smells in this ride one that stands out a lot to me is when i think about a minute in you go through the forest and it's super shaded it smells like dirt like straight up dirt (laughs) 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 so uh, every time i ride it i'm like "Uh oh here comes the dirt part (laughs) but for the most part the scents are really nice yeah i don't know what 
scent it is. I'd like to go get that from Bath and Body Works. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a it's like a mix with like orange and lavender Ooh, is I what I've lavender. heard. Um, I've heard watermelon a little bit. Hmm. I also heard, heard they they bit. kind of pump that like ocean breeze scent in there For too. For sure, yeah. Um, there's a ton of water elements. Yeah, but this ride is is gorgeous. I was actually I was talking about the ride to my mom today, and she uh, was kind of nervous about wearing the 3D glasses because. Also, depending on your your eyesight, 3D glasses can it makes everything look blurry. However, this was not the case for this ride. I found even if you're wearing glasses, it's crystal clear, and mm. this ride is just gorgeous. The animation of this ride is unbelievable. Looks like you're in the movie. Yeah, the, the, I, there's almost no words. It gives you to the describe. full experience of it, and then it's even more amazing to kind of look beyond. In what's in the background, you see like these wide, majestic, huge mountains. You see other moons. And it kind of begs the question of maybe in a few years, will they come out with more video simulator things for it? I don't know what the word would be for it. But Soren did that like a few years ago. They went from Soren over California to Soren over the world. And I wonder in a few years if they'll change it up a bit. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Now, this is a popular attraction for Soren fans. However, I hate Soren. You hate Soren. <laughs> I it's like that height aspect of like being up in the air cuz they actually lift you up in Soren. Your your yeah. hang glider is like actually lifted and you can feel it and you can see it happening, but in flight of passage, you're just placed on a level. You know, you're not actually moving up. You take so, the stairs. Right. You don't know where you're going. You're yeah. Like, oh, cool stairs. <laughs> I loved Flight of Passage, and it's even more intense than Soren, so that was surprising. I think it's, again, also the immersiveness and the yeah. seats being forward. You can't really think about where am I, where is it going, as compared to Soren. As you said, you're physically lifted up. You can see the ground before you disappearing. So, yeah, I could definitely see why you get a little scared or just are uncomfortable with that. Yeah. But yeah, Flight of Passage. Wow, Disney magic really uh, depends, you know, depends on the person. Mm -hmm. So maybe some people like Soren better than Flight of Passage. But I mean, Flight of Passage is better. We're just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the queue because that's pretty interesting. I, when I rode this, did not get the chance to see the entire queue. Um, I finally got to last time oh. I went. Yeah, I got to see the entire queue. Yeah, they kind of cut it off because we, uh, when we got there, it was only a sixty-minute wait, which was lucky. Mm -hmm. So uh, sure. we didn't. I didn't see the avatar in the tube or any of that stuff. So we're going to talk about it. What do you have for the queue? Your main. I would points? say again, as with everything, it's insanely immersive, and you start from the outside. And if you don't get to see the inside, like main long queue, you still get quite a bit of it because everyone starts underneath the floating mountains and then there's just like the perfect natural shed setting. I would call it like the money shot. It's like perfect. Everyone's trying to take pictures right there. It's just gorgeously framed. And then you walk through the Navi caves with the artwork. And then after that, that's where you either go the short way, mm -hmm. which is what you did and what I usually do, or you get thrown into uh, the bioluminescent forest. And yeah, I think what's I cool about that. that is it's very similar to Navi River Journey, which we'll talk about later. But I like the juxtaposition of moving between 
the natural setting and the calm noises to entering the lab. Yeah. And what's interesting, because when you look at pictures or you look at a walkthrough of this, the area that looks like a bioluminescent forest is actually the lab. This It's the mm-hmm. their center that's been evacuated. And the nature and the environment of this moon is actually taking over. It is growing into this lab, which kind of shows why people might have evacuated. And it kind of gives me a vibe, kind of like Dinosaur, where um, if you contrast Dinosaur and and Indiana Jones, same ride, but Dinosaur is meant to be empty. It's like secluded from everything else. It's meant to make you feel kind of uneasy, whereas Indiana Jones is very warm and you want to explore and it's inviting. So that's kind of what this attraction does is it's kind of empty and abandoned and you don't know why no one's really there and there's just things laying around and it kind of makes you feel like am I supposed to be here you know (laughs) is this are we okay (laughs) so there's a little bit of anxiety that forms while you're in line there's also um the the big attraction in the queue is the lab that holds the tube with an avatar that floats inside and it's you do get a chance to see this even if you don't go in the full queue it's a little harder to see but you still get a chance to see it because it's just insane they have a full-sized avatar in a tank and he's like kind of moving there's different sensations with the water it's incredibly realistic yeah it's pretty cool but like i didn't get to see it i've only seen like youtube footage but yeah um hopefully next time i'll get to see it because i'd like to just see everything all the little details for sure and um I think that was really it, at least for my notes on the queue. Yeah. But um, you do enter, a, well, I kind of call it two pre-shows. Um, yeah, two showrooms. So your first pre-show is the decontamination room. Uh, so they the kind of... chamber. Yeah, yeah. So they spray you with some air just to decontaminate <laughs> you. You won't feel a thing immediately get sprayed with a ton of air. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. And then they link you to an avatar using a genetic match. So... I'm still kind of, I think it's just like a random selection. It is. That gets done. Yeah. But they make it sound so scientific because it's Avatar and it's science. They just want to make you wait a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> I was in that room for quite a while. I'm like, wow, we've been in here for like four minutes. It like, depends because <laughs> they have the same video set up, but they have one that goes for longer. Mm-hmm. And then they have one that's like the standard amount of time. Right. So it really depends on how quickly people are moving in and out of the ride vehicles. Yeah. The second pre-show is a demonstration of the ride and the ride vehicle and the intensity. So they show you some graphics on how to get on the vehicle and how the restraints work and all of that fun stuff. It's your last chance to get out of it. It is your last chance. (laughs) If you don't feel comfortable, but I would say you should do it. Yeah, it really was not bad. Like, I got off the ride and I was shaking a little bit because of all the anxiety I had before. Mm -hmm. But I was on the ride and I got off and I was like, I would get back in line and do it again. Yeah. However, it was like a 150 minute wait. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. So... I think we should go into Navi River Journey. That's the next attraction in Pandora. And this one is pretty interesting because it is a boat ride, but Flight of Passage is is meant to be thrilling and fun and exciting, whereas this attraction is 
almost like the first Disney attraction that's meant to be relaxing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If any of you have watched the Imagineering story on Disney+, Plus, they did talk about Navi River Journey and how they used color and they used sounds to make it relaxing. Like, I could take a nap in there and I'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really nice. Yeah, it's not a long ride. It does get pretty high wait times, and it's a very short ride. I almost, it's actually, I feel like it's shorter than Pirates of the Caribbean. I would say so, too. Yeah. It does not feature any drops or anything. This is a very slow-moving boat ride that moves basically in one giant circle is the track of this. It's supposed to tell a tale, so it's a very simple tale. I guess, but you first enter the mysterious cave. It's very dark. There's not too much going on. You see one avatar or Navi person kind of standing around, but you don't really know what's going on and it's supposed to make you wonder and keep an eye out for things. And then in the next scene, I would say it features more of the creatures. You're going to see the wolf-like things. If you look up, there is these giant leaves and you can see like lizard creatures just hopping like little frogs almost Mm -hmm. yeah and as you travel down you hear the music getting a little bit louder every time until you get to the end with a celebratory spiritual experience where you see uh the shaman of songs which is quite amazing yes (laughs) disney's most advanced audio animatronic it's the highlight it's the star of the entire ride (laughs) and it's so lifelike like this creature is not human at all however it feels real it's unbelievable the way that the hands move and the way the fingers move and just the movement of the whole animatronic is just it's very fluid it's it's so fluid and it's seamless and Mm -hmm. you can't even picture that this is a machine inside No, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I've seen the Imagineering story, and I've seen how it's made, what goes into all that, and just Walt Disney Imagineering never seems to fail. No. uh, And they went above and beyond on this one. Yeah. uh, The song is very catchy. I will say that. (laughs) By the end, because you've been hearing it little by little, it's like, I know this song. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like jamming out a little bit, (laughs) but you're so relaxed that you're like, ooh, this is a nice jam. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling this. Oh, yeah. And it's also a huge animatronic, like, because the, the Na'vi are, are very tall creatures. And even though this animatronic is sitting, you can tell that it's huge. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just unbelievable. I don't know what else to say. The attention <laughs> to de- detail is amazing. They even have, like, the tail moving mm-hmm. out right behind it. It's costuming, beads, everything. Yeah extraordinary it's out of this world (laughs) that's the entire point yeah (laughs) i feel like that's all we can say about river journey but the colors are beautiful captures the essence of that bioluminescent forest um everything glows yeah there's a large use of projection mapping to heighten the bioluminescence it's everywhere which also let's talk about bioluminescence because these plants are featured all throughout um the world of avatar So you can actually interact with the plants. Uh, There's a few plants that play music. Mm -hmm. There's some that blow, like, some steam. Like, there's some steam that, like, comes out of them. They light up when you touch them. There are some branches or, like, 
kind of empty holes if you stick your hand up them they'll make a bunch of noise oh that's cool yeah. i didn't know that uh-huh. there's so much to look at definitely your first time you're not going to see everything because there's a lot i think it would take you a few times to be there yeah. to really like notice if you want to uncover it just hang out there talk to the people who work there and you're just going to discover so many different things and back to the bioluminescence when you go at night everything's lit up yes the ground is glowing which when i went i can't remember when it was like really low and they're like "Mm, it's not very bright and then i saw a few weeks later that they had to repaint a bunch of certain areas yeah wow so apparently they get so many visitors that they have to constantly like repaint certain areas to keep the glow wow that's interesting yeah however the lights that make the the bioluminescence glow at night are actually turned on all day. So if you can somehow figure out a way to block the sunlight coming directly to one of the plants, you can actually see it glow during the day, which is pretty interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Learn something new every day. (laughs) Talking about environment here, let's get into the dining. Let's get into the tastes and the flavors of Pandora, shall we? Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, You're excited. I am excited because I love the food at Pandora. I think it's amazing. Uh-huh. Actually, all of the food at Animal Kingdom have actually been really amazing recently. I've heard that. Yeah, very good. So we have Satuli Canteen, or Satuli Canteen, depending on how you want to say it, that serves lunch and dinner. It's a quick service restaurant. That has table seating, so you can, there's plenty of seating. You can sit down and kind of relax a little bit, rest your feet. It was a former RDA mess hall, is how it's described. So it's kind of interesting. They kind of mm-hmm. like made it into a restaurant. Prices are $14.99 and under per adult. And there are some dining plans that are accepted. So the 2020 deluxe dining, quick service dining, and regular dining plans are accepted at Satuli Canteen. I've heard really good reviews on this place, but every time I go by it, I don't see too many people. And that might be because I'm usually there in the morning, but I'd love to get the chance to go back later and actually eat some food there. Yeah, it's really good. I got the chopped wood grilled chicken bowl. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. I don't even think I could try anything else there because I just, I love this entree so much. And there's, there's other things you can choose from. Uh, let's go to the menu here just to give you guys some options when you're thinking about getting lunch or dinner. A lot of them are rice bowls because that's just the feel of the world is very mm-hmm. just like kind of more like more healthy and more um, natural. natural. So there's also chili garlic shrimp bowl, combination bowl with grilled beef and chicken, a grilled beef bowl or the Satuli sampler platter. And they also have some plant-based options as well. We have the chili-spiced crispy fried tofu bowl. And there's a kid's menu, desserts, and you've got some beverages. Most of it is just like regular, like fountain beverages. But they do have the Pandoran Sunrise and Glowing Una Delta Seed which are supposed to be like... I think these are more for the look than the taste at some time. Yeah, it's a lot of... Um, <laughs> I like, see a lot of the uh, Instagram posts. Yeah, them. there's a lot of tropical juices that are in these, which is basically what it is. It says, um, exotic blend of tropical juices, including pineapple, mango, lime, and a hint of melon, 
with a pineapple garnish served over ice in a navi flute cup very fancy <laughs> and they do uh sell alcoholic beverages for those of you who are 21 and up <laughs> and oh this is kind of interesting there's a uh, gluten wheat allergy friendly portion of the menu too and an egg allergy friendly and fish selfish allergy <laughs> energy if you have allergies you're covered don't worry yeah this is wow <laughs> milk allergy friendly I actually didn't know they had all this nut allergy friendly. So they've got lots of options. Uh, So Satuli Canteen is definitely the place to go. Oh, also Satuli Canteen uh, accepts mobile ordering, which has been really popular at the parks because it kind of helps you cut the line so you don't have to stand there for a while. Your food will be ready within a few minutes. It's nice if you're coming to the park or you're on the other side of the park, but you want to eat there. Do the mobile order, and by the time you're there, you get to sit down and eat. And the other dining experience you can you can go to is Pangu Pangu, which translates to party party in the <laughs> Navi language. Love it. This is a quick service drink stand that serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the story behind this is a it's a drink stand run by an expat who fell in love with Pandora and never left. That's the story. This is also $14.99 and under per adult, and dining plans are not accepted because it is just a a little stand that you walk up to. Um, However, this is mainly the place you'd go for uh, alcoholic beverages or your, like, fruity non-alcoholic beverages. But there is a – there's a few snacks, but the most popular snack is the – colossal pretzel which is like a giant soft pretzel that comes with like a beer cheese sauce Ooh. oh it's so good <laughs> definitely have to to share it and split it with someone else though because it's very big i'm gonna have to look into that because i like my soft pretzel yeah <laughs> and they've also got pongu lumpia which is pineapple cream cheese spring roll so that's interesting Um, The only thing I got was the pretzel, but very, very good. Highly recommend. I think you should get, you know, get your your lunch entree from Satuli Canteen and then go get a drink from Pongu Pongu. I think that's how you should pair it. Be a good pair. You have anything on on dining? No. No? I do have just a few things about shopping because there are a few little shops. When you do get off of Flight of Passage, they push you into Wind Traders, which is kind of the main that's the main store main store main gift shop else is more of kiosks right while you're just walking around through the land this is the main covered large air-conditioned store yes so wind traders is a nature-inspired shop this is also where you'll find the banshee puppets that kids have been very eager to get their hands on oh yeah you get your own little banshee sits on your shoulder yeah and like it's like a little puppet uh you can you can move its head around and move the wings. It's kind of cool. So if you've got kids that are really into that stuff, yeah. it's definitely something they'd Not like. Not sure how much that costs, but I do know. I can find out for sure, though. It's definitely a decent amount. Yeah, I don't think they're super cheap. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that technology, no. And with being Disney, no. But um, the other, uh, oh, oh, it looks like according to shopdisney.com, the interactive banshee toy is fifty nine ninety nine. That is the price of the banshee puppets. Uh, there's also there's not a whole lot of info just on like merchandise, but I know that there are Pandora shirts 
for like men's shirts, mm-hmm. like those nice button downs. They've also got some like pens and keychains and trinkets and all kinds of cool Pandora stuff. Also some uh, like tails, some Navi tails. Yeah, like <laughs> if you want to dress like the Navi people, they yeah. have tails, they have little headbands, yeah. certain things like that. Disney is is uh, encouraging guests to come and play and dress up. That is the the point of Pandora. So they want you to be fully immersed mm-hmm. in the world of Avatar. So they let you dress up with the pieces that are sold in the parks. You can't dress up in a full costume because of Disney policy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely the little little accessories you can wear and kind of feel like you're part of the Navi, which is yeah. kind of cool. Another kiosk that was kind of listed as like a shopping experience, even though it's not really, is uh, Colors of Moara, which is the face painting pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of cute. I've I've seen a lot of kids walk around that have their faces painted like the Navi, which is cute. But I didn't I didn't really have any other points on Pandora to talk about. It's even though it's a 12 acre land, there's so much greenery that there's not much to do other than the the two rides although Um, because when i saw that it said 12 acres i was like it doesn't feel like that much no but i think that's also housing the actual rides themselves which take up an enormous amount of space obviously oh we didn't mention um there is a show when you enter pandora there is a drum show that's they call it pandora drummers or swotu waya Swotuwaya. It captures the rhythm of Pandora through a Navi drum ceremony. So there's a bunch of musicians involved with these big drums. So they do a big drum show, which is kind of cool to mm-hmm. see. Definitely different. Yeah. And I believe there's some drums kind of like attached into the land a certain way. Yes. And kids are encouraged to join, even adults. It's very interactive and fun for pretty much the entire family. Yeah. And if you do hang out around lunchtime, I think this usually happens around like one o'clock, you hang around Satuli Canteen or Pangu Pangu because they're right next to each other, uh, you can experience the Pandora Rangers. So they operate the Exo Carrier Utility Suit, which is a piece of mobile research equipment. So there is a guy that comes out in a big mechanical suit pretty impressive it is pretty impressive and he he he's sitting in it you can see his legs he's Mm -hmm. just sitting but with the technology he can walk around it's kind of like being on stilts which is kind of cool it's kind of like being in a transformer yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's what i thought the first time i saw the uh suits but i've actually seen it as early as like when the park opens like i've gotten off of flight of passage and seen them doing this show And I think part of that is also because they're very close to the people waiting outside in line. So it's a nice show for them to also see while they're waiting to get on the ride. Yeah, got to bring in some some fun experiences, you know. Flight of Passage can, I feel like the highest wait time I've seen was was 175, but there have been days where it's been over 200 minutes. Oh yeah, for sure. So (laughs) waiting that long, you're going to want some entertainment (laughs) to keep you busy. And that is why the queue is so intricate, so that you can look and discover every little thing. But I don't know if you want to wait three hours. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So, um, just for um examples on um show times for the Pandora Rangers, also it varies by day. 
but usually they're around the same time. So morning shows, we have 9.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. And afternoon shows, we've got 12.30 p.m., 2.30, and 4.30. So you can go around and see the Pandora Rangers. You definitely won't miss them. They're huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they stick out in the crowd for sure. Yes. And I do want to talk about, because if you look at a picture of them online, you know, the big the big view in Pandora are these floating mountains. So I want to talk about those. They're so So, beautiful. A lot of people, you know, try to figure out like, how are they floating? Uh Because they are, they're floating mountains. But Walt Disney Imagineering at their finest came up with a great idea. All of these floating mountains are actually steel structures. Mm -hmm. So 100% made out of steel. And it's the steel itself that's holding everything up. So the little uh, vine parts of the mountain that link one mountain to another are actually all made of steel. And that's how they stand up. Nothing is touching the floor, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's the steel that has been recontextualized to look like rock and grass and moss and little like flowery Mm -hmm. bits. But it is, it's very impressive how they did that. Yes, I think there's like two main mountains that are attached to the ground, but all the other ones are connected in ways, as you described, with the steel. And those are just kind of the base. Yes. If it's a triangle. And those big ones have a lot of the interactive things, like you can stick your hands up in certain areas. It'll make noise. I think some of the plants you can interact with in that area. And then one of them has just this gorgeous waterfall flowing from the very top of it yes so i just want to give some tips to our listeners who maybe have not experienced pandora yet and how you can have the best experience at the park definitely get a fast pass if unfortunately you cannot get a fast pass do not worry usually the park opens around 8 a.m or 9 a.m depending on the day get there probably like an hour earlier an hour early is what i would say what disney does is they will let you into the park before the park is actually open and that allows for traffic flow so that they actually begin the lines for both of the attractions and that way you can kind of secure a spot and hopefully not wait that long like i was not lucky enough to get a fast pass the first time i went so i got there around 7 30 the park opened at 8 And we followed the giant mob of people (laughs) that were uh, going to Flight of Passage. And we we did stop a few times because traffic flow, you know, there's a lot of people. Um, I swear there were probably 500 people there. But we, at one point, were still backed up all the way to the tree, the tree of life. So I didn't think how we were going to get in. And then they wrapped us around under the bridge that will bring you to Festival of the Lion King, which is still pretty far out. Yeah. And once we got closer to the queue, uh, there was a cast member holding up a sign that said end of line for flight of passage from this point forward 60 minutes. I did not believe that because there were like 300 people in that line (laughs) and there was no way I was getting on that ride. But I stayed there and 60 minutes later we were in on the ride. So definitely go early and follow the giant mob of people. (laughs) And No matter how many people it looks like, just stay in line because if you try to come back at 4 p.m. or noon or any point later in the day after the park is opened, it will be at least over a 100-minute wait. Yeah. 
It honestly changes too throughout the day and throughout and depending on how many people are actually there because for me it used to be they would stop you at the bridge that you get into the Valley of Mawara on and we were just kind of used to that for a little bit and then next thing you knew they were stopping you as you said near the Lion King. <laughs> So don't be too upset if you have it all planned out and then they're like, actually, we're going to send you here. It changes. You just got to go with the flow. And as Lauren said, just stick with it. Yeah. It's going to be the best time. Things change uh, according to season also. So if you're going peak season, there's going to be more people. So they might have traffic flow directed a different way. But Disney knows traffic flow the best. So they will get you on. No worries. And there actually haven't been too many breakdowns for this ride I either. I haven't heard any issues, so no. It's been running pretty smooth for a few years, so that's good to hear. Coming up to like three years. Yeah. That's insane. And as of um, Navi River Journey, that one also gets to about 70 minutes or yeah, 85. Just... Also depends on the day, but has definitely not been longer than Flight of Passage. Yeah, I would say to make sure to not listen to some of the workers because they'll go, oh, Flight of Passage is like already an hour wait, but you can walk on to Navi River Journey, (laughs) but that's not the one you want to get on first because more than likely once you get off a Flight of Passage and it's still early, Navi River Journey should be not too long of a wait. Yeah, we probably got on Flight of Passage by nine, the latest. Yeah. And then once we got off the ride, we waited for Navi River Journey. We waited 70 minutes. I think it was too long to wait, only because of it's a ride that doesn't really do much. <laughs> it's short. But it's, um, it's simple. Don't yeah. Get me wrong. It's beautiful. But but I then after more than yeah after those 70 minutes, we were minutes. we were actually done with Pandora by 11 a.m. So we had the whole rest of the day to go do whatever else we wanted. So get there early and stick with the traffic (laughs) even though it it seems like it's never going to end just stick with it and pretty soon you'll be uh flying over the moon of pandora we want to thank you guys for tuning in this week to the enchanted podcast special thank yous to scad radio for having us on and let us know on our twitter at the enchanted pod what you guys like most about pandora do you have a favorite meal at satuli canteen do you is there something specific you like about Flight of Passage? We want to hear it. So um, make sure to tune in next week and feel free to shoot us some suggestions about what you guys want to hear. We hope you have a magical day. Bye.